Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, if we build it, they will come? Question mark. And I think you kind of know when you're asking, unless it is a a field of dreams that is dropping an NFT in your wallet with ghost baseball players, you might have to work a little harder to avoid that, that, that dreaded sideways motion of your NFT not taking off. But that's our theme. What's the news, Andrew? All right. Yeah. Let's talk NFTs again, George. Good to talk here. I am pulling up my notes as you make people to tell. Wait, where did I, you know, this sea of tabs. I got them here. I have OpenSea acquires gem to invest in pro experience. So. Yeah, I thought this was a good move by OpenSea, gem.xyz. We've talked about this one a little bit. It's uh, similar to Genie. We can buy multiple NFTs at once and we'll also aggregate from multiple uh, sources. Although I think it's primarily just taking everything from right now. Maybe some looks rare. It may also not be taking any from other platforms soon. But I think this is good to, a, a good feature to be able to offer offer people looking for uh, uh, bigger traders that aren't necessarily looking to just buy maybe, you know, one or two pieces at a time. They're really trying to move significant amount of money around and want to maybe buy 30 of, you know, 30 of a collection at one time or, or more. So I think it's, it gives them, gives them a lot more tools here. I think the other nice thing for them is sort of stops this aggregator from, uh, potentially becoming a competitor at some point. We've seen how aggregators can grow quite large and OpenSea just just acquired one of the or the biggest one right now, although we'll see how the market reacts. Genie, as we've got here, is going to be releasing a token uh, of their own. They vowed to stay independent. He has said that he, the founder said that ben, he was approached by OpenSea as well and refuted their offer. So wants to stay independent and actually be able to work with multiple marketplaces. So we'll see if that, you know, which model work uh, turns out to be more successful here. I think it's a good move by OpenSea. I'm a little surprised that Jim had decided to sell there. I think it is, it's good that we've got one that will stay independent and be able to actually work as a real aggregate. Yeah, this pro experience, it's certainly for, for whales looking to like look at a market and buy up like a certain type and rarity of a project and be able to do multiple bids. Uh, it makes a lot of sense, but I got to be honest, in, in the future where NFTs are lift, listed on separate platforms, be it, you know, Rarible, Looks Rare, Coinbase, NFT, like you're going to need to see a holistic view and bid across platforms to find where uh, the opportunities are. So I, I, you know, I get it as a, as a feature, but the real feature is being able to look across platforms. And if you're not allowing that, then I'm kind of confused. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think the, the cross-platform functionality will be a big benefit to Genie in the long run here. And actually, 
you mentioned Coinbase Marketplace. That has opened to the public. Um, has not seen a lot of action quite yet. I got the email that it is open. It was, I don't know, I guess I was kind of expecting a little bit more of an event with that or a little bit more of an announcement, something going on. It, not surprisingly, has not seen a lot of a lot of transactions because there wasn't, I don't know, there wasn't much to get people there. The headline here is on its first day, the marketplace opened up and saw less than 150. I'm not missing a thousand. I'm not missing a thousand. No, no, a hundred and one five zero. No other 4 million people on their list. 150 new users sign up for its platform, according to analytics. You know, I've been, I've been unimpressed with some of the, the usage of the looks rare platform because it's so incentivized and that it's mostly wash trading. However, they've at least tried to incentivize people to get there. I'm not sure what, what the impetus is for anybody to go use the Coinbase NFT marketplaces right now, besides it being on Coinbase. I don't know. It, it's not proven. It's not great. I thought this was actually going to be in beta for a lot longer. I was surprised to see that they announced it that quickly and without any apparent fanfare. fanfare. I, my heart hurts so much because I like, I mean, you've heard us talk about this. I've looked forward to this kind of like moment where a bunch of people will be like onboarded and brought on. And it's just such a reminder that like you just can't bet on the, can't bet on the roadmap. You can't bet on this like high expectation of a thing, but this has got to be below all manner of expectation. You know, I've, you know, I've had blog posts do better in a single day than this. This is not a, this is not an acceptable thing. You know, and obviously the stock took a massive tumble as a result of, of, you know, I guess a number of things, the general market, but also on this, it's down like 30% over the past month. But coming back to what I think they could have, I thought was going to happen here is that you already had users using the app and they were clicking in a single experience. They've just created a new destination where you have to go through and upload. Had they tied it into the actual app and that experience and bringing those things together, like, oh, there you go. But instead they, you know, Similar to like Facebook trying to compete with, you know, Instagram, they, you know, didn't end up being able to achieve that. And then they just bought it. They bought the the whole software and, and brought those users in there. But if you're trying to create a whole new marketplace from scratch, simply because you have a branded name, like it's going to take more to your point. So, ouch. <laughs> in some yeah. Way. So I don't think this is going to be the catalyst that brings the nope. next wave in. Um, you know, which maybe nope. we'll have to discuss a little bit more here. <laughs> I I think I think we've spilled enough ink and words over the the expectation associated with the Coinbase NFT marketplace. And just going back to the episode we just had, valuing the product versus the promise. And I think we overvalued the promise a little bit, yeah. just a little bit. All right. Next, we've got that. Uh, let's see, another marketplace raised fifty million in seed funding. I think this just. Kind of goes along with what we keep saying. The, there's going to be more marketplaces. They keep raising more money. It's not necessarily a single marketplace world. So there's that one. This next bit is a bit of a self-promotion. For, there's there's a Dune or a, uh, sorry, a, uh, an article in uh, Business Insider, Insider.com on Dune Analytics Wizards. I was uh, included in that that article. So included that link, I think you should definitely go read it or at least, you know, try to if you aren't uh, paywalled from it, but. Hey, Walt, what's the quote? Of... What did you, what did you quote in here? 
Yeah. Oh, it is paywalled. Oh, sorry. I thought there was a way to, to preview it initially anyway. Yeah. What? So yeah, they, they were asking me about, about how I got into blockchain analytics. What were, you know, what is being discovered there, you know, and, uh, you know, I let them know a little bit how I got into it initially, which was prime. Well, actually do looking into social tokens. Initially, I was doing some, some dashboards for some bounty work and then got really into Dune and let them know, you know, how I, how much I like looking into it because it tells you so much more than what you see on these surface level numbers. You know, we know that there is a lot of, there are a lot of numbers that aren't quite what they seem in in NFTs. So I, you know, I, I really like looking into these and trying to look at who the wallets are and look at the, the, where those, where funds are moving around a bit, uh, try looking at those things, but also then look at, look at where big collectors are, are maybe moving into next, see what's going on there. So a lot of different ways you can use this stuff, but it's, uh, I was, I was having a part of that and I am always looking more into those, those blockchain analytics. So fun to be part of that. Yeah, it's pretty cool to be in a, in an article in business insider with the title of meet the, meet the wizards of, of Dune. Uh, certainly your work there. It's like, you, you just constantly hear it like, Hey, here's the Dune dashboard for this. And it's, you know, part of that at open source stuff. And we have uh, the link in the show notes. And of course your NFT marketplace data links, super helpful for understanding what's going on. Cool. Very cool. I'd be a little worried though. Every now and then someone wants to talk to me about like the NFTs and my wallet. I'm like, uh, did you dox yourself on that? I did. Yeah. Oh, he's out there. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, it's out there if you look hard, you know, and I'd say even this, this podcast, you can put it all together. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Congrats. Super cool. Well, maybe I'll have to get some new kicks. Some new you meta do. kicks. Oh God. Nice segue Uh-oh, into the wait. Nike NFT crypto kicks. Yeah. For, for a mere $130,000, you too can have digital sneak. Hey, hey, wait, that's, that's the premium stuff. You know, the, the floor I think is down much lower than that, but they, they do look cool. So they, these, there was a, these came out of the artifact company. This has been part of, let's see, it was part of the artifact. I can't remember the original, the name of the original NFT, but then they had, sorry, they had a box that came out of the monolith box that was uh, given to the holder. So then the monolith box was opened and it had these, these crypto kicks along with a vial, the vial acts as a skin for the, for the sneakers. So there's different rarities for those vials to give a different look. They've hinted that they'll be able to change, there'll be more changes to these with, with, with what's coming in the future on the roadmap, you know? But you'll be able to actually make these sort of one-of-one sneakers and be able to print these. Artifact has done something like that in the past. They did that for punk holders about a year ago. Gave them an option to do a a one-of-one sneaker. Each one was actually unique to the punk itself. So I think that's probably where this is going at some stage in the future there. I I think there's going to be potential for merging different ones, for trying, you know, for, for different ways to customize and make it unique. Artifact has definitely been one of the, the leading companies here. And I think it's cool to see them actually put that Nike, the Nike logo and see that in the, in the digital version here. Yeah. And it looks like there's like 10,000 items, but they said there's 20,000 total and the floor price is hovering around 1.5 as of, you know, right now. 
So kind of cooling That's off. That's without a vial, of course. So uh, oh yeah, okay, fair. You got to get a vial to have any, you know, to make them look like anything. So yeah, they have cooled down a bit, but Nike. There are certainly a lot of Nike collectors out there. So we'll see if maybe some of those sneaker heads move over into NFTs. I know that plenty of them have already. I'm not. Yeah, it takes up less cloud space, I guess. That's right. You can have yeah, a lot I more don't know. of these. Might be one to watch. Like if, if if it gets quiet, like I think there's something to be said for the like the first Nike shoe drop and the the sneaker yeah. memorabilia. I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't attack it at this price, but no, not in this environment at that price either. But I think there is maybe an entry point that that makes sense there. Because I think Artifact is a is going to be pretty, I don't know, a, a big company in the fashion NFT space and fashion being in the, the way that Nike is fashion. And so I think you know, being able to add Nike's, I mean, well, just that swoosh is a huge, uh, huge benefit, but also the, the, the collector base that comes along with Nike, I think that that could be very beneficial over time. Well, I just put it on my watch list. So if it gets, gets to somewhere interesting, better believe we'll bring it to the project. All right. If we build it, they will come. Top collections surging, but let's just be honest. Most collections, when you say most, like 99% of projects sideways or down. Yeah. And I, I said sideways, you know, I don't, it's tough to say, you know, day to day exactly what it is, but you know, if they're not moving up anyway and they're, they're, or they're, they're moving not much, that's what we're seeing. I think in, in, you know, more recently we've seen some, some downward price movement and, and Maybe that's even across the board. For a, long, for a long time, we saw that the gains were primarily in sport apes, mutant apes, you know, I'd say in Azuki. We've seen a run in the doodles recently, but really everything else, these sort of mid-market, the affordable NFTs or, or even not so affordable NFTs, those the next year. It, yeah, there's not a lot, not a lot happening there. And, you know, despite this sort of, you know, these record volume days, it's not spilling over to, to lower volume projects or lower priced projects. You feel that's because some of these large mega drops launched projects of Moonbirds and the other side, Yuga Lab stuff, are they just sucking all the oxygen out? Like, look, there's a handful of users, right? We, we pegged it at, there's like under a million, there's 350,000 active wallets, depending on what you're looking at. It's not so much frankly, ETH that people have running around with. And if you're dropping it all into these projects and sucking it out, is it like at a certain point you milk the cow too much? Like what's going on? I think it's some of that. I think it's also that we see some of these, the, the best projects, the best collections, launching more collections, printing more, you know, making more NFTs available. And while they, while they initially released with a, you know, a 10 K hard cap or, or maybe even smaller, you know, they've realized that, well, we could just make a second collection and that second collection may have twice as many. And we're seeing that oftentimes that second collection has a lot more, a lot more pieces. So it's giving a lot more people <clears throat> an ability to get in at a lower price that becomes, you know, an alternative to maybe the, instead of getting the second or third or, you know, fifth best project of, of that category, you know, maybe if it's a, you know, some sort of uh, race car play to earn thing, I, you know, and you, you can instead just look at the best one. I'm not, it's not a real world example, but instead of looking at, you know, looking at the, the you know, 17th best PFP project that is basically following the roadmap of, of, of merch of, you know, eventually we'll, 
have a metaverse. We'll do another PFP drop. They're just doing the same thing that the, the biggest ones are doing. I think you're going to see people just move, try to move up a little bit by being in uh, by by being in a related collection to the best projects instead of being with the competing project that probably isn't going to be able to overtake those leading collections. So I see your note here. Active NFT wallets have fallen despite new platforms, and so, so like yeah, and I, I shouldn't say as a, new active wallets is is more a new, yeah. Yeah, not onboarding as the the pace of onboarding has slowed. <laughs> yeah, and we just talk about that with the long-awaited Coinbase NFT. We talked about it so many times. There's four million people on a wait list. Like that had to mean something. But actually, maybe you come back around and say, like, that was just people clicking buttons on, you know, on, on the Coinbase app. And you're like, Yeah, sure, I'll join the waitlist. Click, click, fine. But it's not really customer acquisition in the way that we thought it would be. Because those customers, if they wanted NFTs, Probably already want to gone and did it, but it wasn't the uh, that smooth transition that that we were hoping for. It just, you know, it just it really took some wind out of the sails. And this is going to be a this is going to be a very careful time for I'd say throwing money around on NFTs. Like continue to do it, but I'm being like very very judicious on it. There's no sort of like there's no longer this, and then that's going to happen. I think this is just grind, slow and steady over time. Yeah, and I think. This is where we're actually going to see a lot of projects die. A lot of these these yeah. projects are not going to make it. People are going to become less interested. Maybe it's part of that, that you know, oh, the realization of, oh, this is actually what we're building and people realizing, well, you know, that's what it is. I'm not, that's not what I'm, what I actually came for. You know, there's going to be some of that. That could be some of the sort of consolidation that we see here and getting rid of a lot of the extra and and hopefully we will see some some big winners that that do come out. But yeah, I think you're right in being wary of of buying new NFTs right now. Yeah, that said, I'm I'm now I have a an investment thesis that like kind of you know, I continue to evolve and share here, but there are still like, you know, opportunities that then get presented underpriced assets, especially when enough people get bearish and enough people are looking the wrong way, right? When everyone's looking at the shiny object over here, that means there's a whole world over on the other side. And then you can evaluate the, you know, going back to our previous episode, the value of the actual product as it sits, as a piece of art or as a game token piece in a stable game, or however you look at that versus promises. Cause like, once the promises dry up, you can then maybe assess that and say like, hey, what will the next phase be? Cause it's not going away. It's going to go through cycles. Those cycles are going to be faster. But the other issue I see is a little bit that, I, you know, I used to play a poker online. And in the early days, it was pretty easy to win money because the players weren't good. When you're playing against uninformed markets and people, you can do disproportionately well. But when you start to play against people that know their stuff, you, the edge gets taken away. I'm feeling like maybe that might be happening in a, in a tighter market where you don't have as many new people coming in with new ease. Not that like we're competing against each other, but if you're playing the like value and flip game, like as the market gets tighter and smarter, like projects that are full of it, that, you know, if they build it, they assume they will come because there's just general users being ready to throw around things and not do due diligence and not care about the team and not sort of check what's going on. Like you just have to be more and more buttoned up. So if you build it, they won't come. You're playing the game with much more sophisticated players as of right now, there's not 4 million suddenly new wallets that came from Coinbase. So that means, you know, you got to step up your game when you're playing with better. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, the market has 
definitely change. People are more knowledgeable. There's more tools available. And when the, the rate of new people coming in slows down, it's, it's a, it's a bigger problem. Yeah. So if you build it, they will not come. We're, we're here. So we're, we're trading around our, our same, same images with each other. I do think there's value. I am ever optimistic, but I'm just going to figure out what the, what the next play is. All right, Andrew, thanks for bringing this to us. All right. Good talk. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.